Welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hey, beautiful people. This is Angie Reno, Recovery Mom, coming to you from Northeast Florida, the First Coast. And it is a gorgeous day on March 6th. Beautiful skies, sunny, and I cannot help myself from just not being able to process the insanity that's going on right now over in Europe. I am praying daily, as I know so many of you are out there, for our brethren and and sisters in Ukraine to be safe and for this craziness to be over as quickly as possible. I'm going to kind of shift up my focus here on the introductions and express my intent on the podcast. I have two subjects I kind of want to go into, and one is step three to align with the month of March, and the other is the definition of trauma. Both, in my opinion, are incredibly personal, and I believe sometimes that we all get caught up in being right in lieu of listening or understanding each other. I do feel also that perfect is the enemy of good, and I think good is incredibly underrated. I think there's a lot of things that feed into that. I know social media does. But are we to blame social media or are we to take a look at ourselves? Are we ourselves not accepting good within us? I know from from my own personal point of view, that definitely happened to me. I was looking outside versus in and striving for what I felt was a place or a marker, a place that I should be and or a marker of what I should achieve at that point in my life. And I always failed constantly because I was not looking at what I had. And had I looked at what I had that very day, I would have felt incredibly grateful. I know I've said this before in previous episodes. It's definitely worth repeating. My son's addiction brought me to a point where I entered the world of recovery and I entered the world of myself. I was talking to a friend over the weekend and I think sometimes we discount the fact that we are our own universe. Even in science, in neuroscience, biology, every day there's a new discovery. There's a new discovery about how we can live longer and better lives by using the tools within ourselves, our minds, our hearts, meditation, eating right, walking outside, walking in a forest or walking in nature. And this is where I think so many people come to the realization that the recovery process is an incredibly holistic one and looking at yourself every day and and with gratitude, with self-understanding and self-love can get you to the point of new discoveries. So that's where I'm at currently. When I look at step three, I realize why it can be activating. When you do get into the big books, whether it's Al-Anon, Families Anonymous, Adult Children of Alcoholics, or CODA, 
there's a lot of stories about how step two and step three are very challenging because sometimes religion is used as a methodology of abuse, emotional abuse. If you don't do this, you will go to insert explicitive here. I can't because I have a rating (laughs) for my podcast. And the people who know me really well know that I do know that word. So there's a portion of getting over maybe some preconditioned thoughts or feelings about religion when you do get to step three. I say that because I had those challenges. And I have come to the understanding that my God is a loving God. My God is not a God to be feared. My God is not a God who wants to hurt me or to make me repent for being imperfect. And through that love, through that understanding of the God in my heart, I've achieved a lot of healing and a lot of growth. And I have the ability to let go of so much more than I used to. I'm, I'm still not there yet. Trust me. I'm still working on it. <laughs> it's, this is not a job that's going to be done anytime soon, letting go. And that's okay. So I'd like to read to you two different steps from family. One is from Families Anonymous and the other is from CODA, Codependence Anonymous. For Families Anonymous, step three is made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. For CODA, step three is made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. The nuanced difference really does help some people who are activated towards him with a capital H. I personally, I'm, I'm good with both. I do, however, respect that some people who lived in a very strict household, maybe who were even beaten in the name of him as God, I can get that. I totally understand that that activation would happen. And that is not for me to judge or to get to say whether it's right or wrong. As a matter of fact, I do believe that we can all admit that many of the wars of religion were fought over being right or wrong. My God versus your God. So the biggest challenge when you get to step three really is defining that higher power. I can't do it for you. The best thing you can do is work it out with a sponsor. And if you get a good sponsor for the 12-step program, you're going to be able to talk to that person. The person who built the bridge for me was an individual who worked in the treatment center where my son was at. And he listened, and then he told his own story. And he said, just give it time. I think with that space, the space that he gave me, and the only reason he is not a sponsor because in 12 steps, you should never have a sponsor. Oh, I just said should. (laughs) They encourage you not to, and they being the people in the program, not to have a sponsor of the opposite sex. This wasn't my sponsor. This was a person who offered me advice at that time of just entering out of chaos and into healing. And uh, it just helped me reflect to what I needed from my higher power. 
and uh, I got through it. So if you're on step three, just take a breath. If you're struggling with what that higher power is, meditate if you can, keep reading if you can. Don't let anybody define it for you. Understand your own higher power because you have to be safe. You have to be safe. All right, now on to trauma. This is actually a word that we hear a lot of, and it's the same. You can go to one therapist and they might treat trauma in a certain, with a certain methodology. You can go to another treatment center or another therapist or another therapy program, and their methodology of treating trauma is different. You're going to hear CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, EMDR, and so many other types of therapies. I, I went into, I think at the beginning episodes, what's available out there. Not going to do that again today, but I'll put it in my show notes. And also on my website, you can link into get help, uh, click on that. But trauma becomes something again, that is incredibly impersonal. I'm going to read from psychology today. What is trauma? Trauma is a person's emotional response to a distressing experience. Few people can go through life without encountering some kind of trauma. Unlike ordinary hardships, traumatic events tend to be sudden and unpredictable. And they may involve a serious threat to life, like bodily injury or death, and they feel beyond a person's control. Most important, events are traumatic to the degree that they undermine a person's sense of safety in the world and create a sense that catastrophe could strike at any time. So moving towards neuroscience, there's a lot of research going on right now about PTSD and how to treat PTSD. Within that, there are studies regarding RNA, ribonucleic acid, and this is present in all living cells. It's basically a messenger. The personalized treatment of trauma is coming into Understanding how some people are processing their fight or flight mode. Now, pulling this, there's an article on NCBI. I've mentioned this before, the U.S. National Library of Medicine. It's connected to the National Institutes of Health. Great free resources. I've pulled up so many articles that are like $29 here, $45 here. Then I go to NCBI uh, webpage.gov and there's the article. It's captured. And if it's not too recent, you can pretty much read everything that you need to on this website. But this ties into intergenerational trauma. The article's title, and I would definitely put this in the show notes. The article's title is Implication of Sperm RNAs in Transgenerational Inheritance of the effects of early trauma in mice. Now, I'm not going to get into uh, mice versus humans. There are some fabulous researchers out there at Johns Hopkins, Stanford, Harvard, Yale. They can have that argument with anybody who wants to be right. I'm not going to do it. What I am going to talk about instead is that the summary in Again, very, very high level, but the summary is is very direct and to the point. Gene-environment interactions are determining factors for the etiology of psychiatric disorders, 
diabetes, and cancer and are thought to contribute to disease inheritance across generations. Small non-coding RNAs, so there's a small SNC, capital R, capital N, capital A, are potential vectors at the interface between genes and environment. This is huge because it basically means that we can transfer our disease, our psychiatric disorder, down throughout our generations. I don't even want to pretend to be able to explain it on a podcast. I can actually, I'll put a couple of podcasts in my podcast show notes that go into this in depth. It has been for me personally, incredibly enlightening because I understand the power of passing down just insanity. And that's what it comes down to. So how do you address that? How do you address these markers that are basically going to send signals to all these other cells in your body to fear certain situations, be prone to a certain disease? You know, understanding how you're made up goes back to the family of origin, which I talked in previous episodes, and understanding that family of origin at both the strengths and weaknesses of what they have given you in your genetic history and in your family of origin environment. So this is really powerful stuff. And this is why when I listen to somebody and I listen to what has been traumatic for them, I have to take a step back. I can't make any assessment about what they went through, whether it's, whether it's good or bad or should they have been stronger. I'm not going to shit over anybody. And I don't want anybody shit over me. So this is where I'm going to say this again. And I say this in every single episode. A licensed therapist is the best way to walk through all these processes of looking at your family origin and looking at what could have potentially been passed down to you in regards to how you handle trauma. What are those signals going in between the cells? How are you reacting, fight or flight? When is that kicking in? I had a really interesting weekend. I realized I had to walk away from a situation that I, where I thought I was helping somebody because the way the people were responding was a result of their family of origin that I would never, ever be able to influence because the relationship is, is over completely. Um, and that's okay. It needed to be over. It was incredibly unhealthy. I can only, I guess, protect how that family of origin influence is going to influence my own personal family. And even then, I don't know how much I can control or impact the potential hurt. I just don't know. So that's where it comes back to doing the work and really understanding what I can and cannot change, what I can, cannot control. And it always, always comes back to I can only control how I process things that happen to me. And that's the best I can do. So to sum up, yeah, step three is, uh, it's personal. You know, you've got to find your, your higher power. I have to continue to find mine. And as we both walk towards a healing of our trauma, we have to do that sometimes by ourselves. We have to do that alone. 
after we engage help, after we engage a therapist, after we engage a, a recovery and support group, we really do have to kind of figure out what is that trauma and how did it impact me? And what are my roads to healing? What does that path look like? Because sometimes it's really, really, really personal. So that's it. That's all I got for you guys today. I wish you well. Hit my website, siblinghoodofrecovery.com for some resources. Remember to click on the Get Help tab and find yourself a licensed therapist. Join a 12-step program. And most of all, be good to yourself. Talk to you later. Later.